Well, welcome to another episode of the Fantastic Mr. Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about product placement in movies. Briggs here, joined by Justin Strange and Jake Kramers. Yo, uh, how's it going, guys? Going good. It's been a long time. Been a Still busy day. It has. It's been at least a, a few weeks. Uh, I know, Justin, you just got back from the movies. What, what did you yeah. see briefly? Ooh, what movie did you watch? I watched Smile. Um, it was a pretty cool movie. It's a horror movie based on this. Oh, girl. that's the horror movie with the uh... with the smiling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Such a yeah. for that. I'm not a horror guy. Um, yeah, it's basically, had some 80s vibes in it. It did. It, music was very 80s ish. It's kind of like reminded me of Stranger Things. Um, and then uh, it was about this girl who um, sees this other girl, one of her patients, she's a therapist, um, kill herself in front of her. And so then a, after that, a demon is kind of latched onto her and she's trying to figure out a way to get rid of it. So smiling really doesn't even like the whole smiling thing doesn't it's not really prevalent in the movie you know what i mean like it's not really about the smiling just people just it's just sometimes she sees it's just how the demon presents itself yeah pretty much like when when he's there it's it's a person smiling so we're talking about product placement can you talk about some examples of product placement in smile you remember anything any like soundtracks or not soundtracks um mainly because like everything any like cold refreshing drinks while she's being hot well, um i was just gonna say that you know it was like normal product placement so like the cars you know she, she was driving a kia um and then like when she opened the fridge <laughs> it um it had a a shot from inside the fridge before she opened it and you see like her sodas and she has like four sodas but they're all different and it's like Diet Coke, Sprite, and stuff. I'm like, there's no way that you guys replace those sodas every time you drink one. Like, why can't you just put one <laughs> one type of soda up there, you know? But whatever. And so uh, it was like normal product. Company has to get their money's way. worth. Yeah. So they get they just put one of each in there. Yeah. So that that's basically it with the and like as far as the only only like produced music that I heard as far as like you know, songs go is lollipop at the end of the, not going to oh, sing it, but that's a strange choice. Yeah. For no. an outro. It was weird. I was like, okay, I guess it's just because it's something old and people know it. I, that's the only reason I could think that you would have it in there or lollipop. was the movie set in the eighties or anything like no, that? No, it's no, it was, it was a, and that that's not an eighties song, but it was, um, it was, it was a uh, set in modern times, but yeah, it had like an eighties vibe with fifties music. It's weird. Awesome. So uh, can you guys recall the first time you, know, you watched a movie and you noticed, hey, I I have that product or I want that? Was there yeah. a lure? Can you guys recall? For me, it was probably E.T. It really stands out for me. Reese's Pieces. Oh, yeah. To lure the alien. <laughs> yeah, remember? Yeah, I was reading I some backstory on that. 
And apparently the company that owns M&Ms, they turned down the the offer, I guess. So in came Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. Long behold, that, that it's become a famous movie candy. I mean, I see that uh, at the, every theater I've been to, along with M&Ms, but I thought it was well done. I mean, it was a little bit on the nose um, at times, but again, ET had a slew of product placement from the M&Ms to you know, Star Wars references with the toys, I think Greedo and Boba Fett specifically, two figurines. Probably was a host of others. But um, Yoda, even M&M's and kicking themselves. Yeah, I bet George Lucas. Yeah, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. They were friends, so I bet there was a little deal arranged, perhaps between the two guys. To, I mean, ETs and Star Wars. That is true. Remember Episode One, folks? Phantom Menace in the Senate chambers when they're saying vote now. Even a little group of ET, whatever species of alien they are, are seen waving their fists and their short stumpy selves so yeah there's a host of product placement i wonder how much effort it would take to actually like make an et a main character in the star wars universe now i think it'd be like you're watching andor and then just like et rolls up Uh, it might be a little (laughs) bit too much of a distraction for folks but people would probably love it and sell more toys i mean when's the last time someone said hey it said i want to see an et in the imperial officer's uniform (laughs) well well as you know the empire kind of anti-aliens probably (laughs) unless you're talking about thrawn he's more humanoid looking so he's more acceptable but anyways et yeah that's my it, it stands out for me when it comes to product placement how about for you guys you got dr pepper can and spider man Oh, yeah, we were talking about that. That's, before you that's the down. number one thing. You said, like, what's the first thing you remember? I'm like, Spider-Man, Dr. Pepper, he shoots the web and sticks. <laughs> and he, like, chunks it across the room or something and, like, destroys his portrait. That's a good one. With old Uncle Ben. Oh, poor Uncle Ben. Yeah, that's what I first remember. Mm. What happened to him? Yeah, he's destroyed twice <laughs> in one film. First he gets shot, and then his portrait gets obliterated <laughs> for product placement, no less. Uh... I don't know. So that's the first one for me. I don't. The first one. I don't. Can't think of the one first that one. stands out to you. The one that stands out to me right notable. now in my head is on the original, the first Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Um, whenever they mention Olive Garden to start, and they don't. They like that's not the last time they mention it once. I forget where, but then they mention it again at the end when he gives them an Olive Garden gift card for saving the world. Um, and then on top of that, she, uh, his wife, um, dude's wife, Jason Marsden, or James Marsden, I forget her, his character's name, Tom Wachowski. His wife was like, when he walks in and sees that she's been looking at apartments online, and she's like, oh, I've just been looking at apartments on Zillow. I was like, oh, like Zillow. <laughs> That's a very specific name. I know. It was very weird. And I was like, okay, whatever, you know, product placement, I guess. So what are you going to do? There's different. That- Man, what kinds uh, of product placement? Do you think some are too on the nose? And if they are, do you think it is fine if it fits with the tone of man? Oh, the absolutely. Movie? There's there's some bad ones. If it fits with the tone of the movie, it were like you know, there's some classic examples like Wayne's World and things. Don't like you? That, but okay, sometimes it just gets. 
Uh, I was going to get so pissed at you. I was going to leave so hard. That, that's what I'm, yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking for the. Okay, well, right I'll leave. Now. I'll leave the Wayne's world to Justin. Yeah. All right. Some of it's clearly overdone. Like, uh, did you guys ever watch Community? The TV yep. show. I watch Community. From the, the genius minds of, of Harmon. Do you guys remember like in the later seasons? I felt like there was an entire season that was just like sponsored by Subway. Yeah, well, because like they, they had even, a, they have like a they have a character come in from Subway and like and they, well, they eat Subway sandwiches all the time and they're like, oh, let's go meet at Subway. It's like in the cafeteria or whatever. Well, like, they, oh, this twelve this twelve inch meaty meatball sub sandwich <laughs> sure is good. Like, uh, you know, okay, they like, never they never did that. Hideous. Five ninety nine. They they did yeah, um. In 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 community, what they did was, um, and they also did this with Honda. I think the the school was gonna go because gonna not be a school anymore. So Subway was gonna buy it and make a sandwich university. And before that, um, what's her face? Um, yeah, Shirley. She was gonna create a yeah. sandwich store, and and Subway they sold it to Subway instead. The the spot they sold it to Subway instead. Um, and then later they. Were so how much did that cost? How much did that cost? How much did Subway pay for that? All those references. I don't know. Verbal and physical. Got to be in the millions, I would imagine. I guess. I don't, I don't know. I don't really know how that works. can get really expensive. Yeah, yeah I was looking up online to, to see like the standard rates. It just it varies, to be honest. Um, but thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions, arguably, for sure. That must have been... But, that must have been something that Subway specifically was focused on, because I remember them coming in and saving another show called Chuck, and that show was going to get canceled, and they came in and became a huge sponsor for that show, and I think they even like just funded episodes with the stipulation that they mentioned they're in the they're in the TV show, and I think one of the characters like quits his job because he's like some sort of he like works at Best Buy essentially, and then he finds out. Uh, his co-worker's a secret agent or something like that, and so he's, like, learning how to be a secret agent. And at some point, one of them gets fired, and they go work a subway across the street or something like that. And I feel like these shows were going on at the same time. So whatever was happening, someone at Subway was like, this is what we're doing. We are going all in on product placement and just, like, saving these shows. And it worked. Like, I can't think about the Chuck show without thinking of Subway. And I can't think of Community without thinking of Subway. Yeah, so the subway thing doesn't come to mind when I think of community, but I I I do think it was a funny way to use product placement because they even had a character who's who gave up his identity and was just named Subway, and and Britta actually fell <laughs> fell in love with him, and then he did the same thing. They did the same thing with Honda. The same guy came in and did the same thing, and his he was a he was essentially honda personified right and it was so and then britta fell in love with them again because they had dated previously and it's just it was just a good way a funny way to use um product placement it's like well if we got to use product, so product placement, placement used in plot yeah exactly in a way yeah yeah i mean that's it and so um yeah they, it's like a funny way to use it it's like if we're gonna have to do it we're gonna do it our way kind of thing well i mean i mean uh rick and morty does it too which is the same creator with dan Harmon, uh rick and morty does it with like there was a there's a specific scene where rick comes in and he's like oh my god guys they're selling C- three nintendo 3ds's for 
uh, you know, 129 or something like that, $99 something. And we, we could take these, we could all get one and, and we could take them and we could flip them and we could flip and make money. And then we could go buy our own 3DS. And then he has like a stack of them and he goes, and they have the Zelda, uh, the Zelda collector's edition, all this stuff. And then he looks, Rick looks at Cam and goes, Nintendo, give me free stuff. And then runs out. And so that, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> it was super funny because I forget how much they, uh, the, Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon like video games because they mentioned they mentioned Star Fox for sure. They've mentioned Star Fox a couple times on on Rick and Morty. And then, yeah, they have product placement all day long in that show. So what's some of the worst examples of product placements that you guys can remember? Uh, so uh, there's this movie I watched. It's called Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, and I don't know if it's... <laughs> That's, a, that's like the worst example I could think of, you know, because they're just like shamelessly plugging Olive Garden and Zillow. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Like, OK, we got to look up apartments in this. Uh, let's see if Zillow will give us some money to use their site. It's like, dude, come on. I think for me, uh, the Power Rangers movie, the modern one, Reed or Pulse's Oh, yeah. Snacking on a Krispy Kreme's donut as there's carnage happening around her. And she's literally sitting on a table eating a Krispy Kreme donut. The while, famous while, circular glazed donuts. Yeah. While uh, Destiny's Child the, plays in the background. The signs to the left of her. Yeah. Hosted. <laughs> product placement uh, going on right there. Hey, it just, but that's so on the nose, but it, it doesn't bother me too much. That's where the Zeo crystal was. Okay. So she had a Krispy Kreme. It was under a Krispy Kreme. Under it. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! It was under, and it was funny when I saw that in theaters. And I, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was just silly, you know, because he's like, she's like, where is it? And she, she looks at Billy, and she's like, I know one of you know. And she looks at Billy, and he, and then uh, he's, she's gonna like kill one of the other Rangers, and he's like, that's a Krispy Kreme. She's like, Chris, and she's like, a what? He goes, Krispy Kreme. She goes, huh? This place must be special. He's like, it's very special. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, you know, they kind of, they kind of redeemed it, but not really. You know, it's like Later on. of all places, the Krispy Kreme. Like, how do you, how do you believe the last time I went to Krispy Kreme, I got food poisoning. Really, from a donut, yeah. or what did you order? Not a donut. I got like a strawberry Jamba Juice. Mm. Oh, you don't I get Jamba Juice from strawberries from Krispy Kreme. Don't get well, Jamba Juice from Krispy Kreme. It's that Zeo crystal underneath, man. Screwing with the Jamba Juice. <laughs> <laughs> it's tainted the Jamba Juice. Yeah. So yeah, for me, Power Rangers, that was a, is a somewhat tonally fit for the movie, but kind of just too on the nose for me. But then another movie. Godzilla 1984 or Godzilla Returns. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's uh, the movie. It takes place decades after the 1954 version, and Raymond Burr's back as the journalist. Oh, really? An, an American guy who survived and saw, got, saw Godzilla tear up Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And, anyways, there's this constant reference to Dr. Pepper. And not only showing it in a vending machine, but just military, American military guys holding it. Again, this is the Americanized version with American scenes added to Godzilla in 1984. So they included all these additional uh, bits with Raymond Burr's uh, character and lots of Dr. Pepper um, references. So it was just the acting on top of it. Uh, not Raymond Burr per se, per se, but the American military. In addition to the, their acting, very cheesy. The Dr. Pepper uh, just was the icing on the cake. That's crazy. It's kind of ingenious how product placement is used, though. I wonder what the history of 
product placement I saw, is. I saw something briefly, like 1920s movie, and there was references to Hershey. I forgot what movie it was, but it goes back to the some of the earlier days of film. Absolutely. Well, I know, like, uh, I know how profitable it was. I don't know. I don't know how early it started, but I do know soap operas got their name soap operas because they were largely sponsored by soap companies. Soap. Oh, interesting. What kind of soap? Yeah. Like hand soap? So, yeah. So, like, bars of soap? Stay at home wives would watch soap operas. And then during all the commercials or during the shows, they would have, you know, the main character would be like using, you know, OxyClean or whatever they were using at the time. And there was like, oh, here's a product placement for soap opera. And that they were like largely sponsored by that soap companies. And yeah, that's how they, that, and that's how the name, like collect, co- collect you. Co- I can't say that word. Colloquial. Colloquial. Oh God, I'm gonna colloquial. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I colloquial. Have no idea. <laughs> I have no, no idea. It just kind of became a. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna accidentally swear if I keep trying that. But it just kind of became part of the the collective vernacular. That's awesome. I didn't huh. know that. The, I didn't know that either. History of where, where that name of soap opera came from. There was also a. Um, I don't know if y'all have ever heard of a movie called. Don't be menaced to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. No. No. That name okay. sounds familiar. Is that is that a um who's James. the director? The who's the I don't know who the director is of that movie. Oh well I do know who the director. Well, I know who helped produce it, which is Keenan Avery Waynes. Um and so basically it's a it's a parody movie of hood movies from the nineties, which it also, it also came out in the nineties with Marlon Sean and Marlon Wayans. And at the beginning of the movie um ashtray or trey is dropped off to live with his dad i know but then if you've seen boys in the hood the main character's name is trey as well but this one's his name is it's trey is short for ashtray and it's really funny. his his mom drops him off at, at his dad's house because he's like she's like i can't raise you anymore you got to learn to be a man which is what they say in boys in the hood and then uh but the funny thing is is like he somehow trey is older than his dad i don't know how but it's really funny um and so when he gets there first thing he does is as a uh, you know they hug or whatever him and his dad and then he's like hey i was just about to have some breakfast and i believe if i'm not mistaken his dad is holding like a hershey bar i think or something like that it's it's a candy he's like i was just about to eat some breakfast and holds up a, a hershey bar or something and then uh trey is like oh no man i'm cool i just had some red hots and that just came to my mind about about and then they drink a bunch of 40s so that's a little bit of product placement but the red hots and the uh, the candy bar that he was holding is what i was thinking of uh that movie's funny if you haven't seen it i'm liking wilson fisk's his monologues in daredevil that actor is awesome yeah he's good. I mean, like joker he has lots of great he has a great so many great monologues not just in like tv series or movies but just like in comics hey joker. um okay you guys ready Ready? Ready? Yeah. So Three, I have two, one go. Okay, I have something I want to say real quick. So I was I'm looking for this scene from a movie, and I found I, I came across. I guess it's like a it's it's like a PowerPoint, and I'm gonna my guess it's it's a student's PowerPoint. The website is called Course Hero, so my guess is they they had to do this and they had to upload this to for their students. But um, he mentions he mentions the first known use of product placement is in a silent French film. I can't 
see it though because it's blurred out so my guess is i have to become a member in order to see it he mentions and I'm, i don't know if this is 100 correct but it's interesting if that's the truth you know but then i looked silent film yeah french silent film i guess and then i looked and um who mentioned hershey's earlier was that you jake uh it was zach Okay, it, I guess Briefly, it's called yeah. Wing, Wings from 1927. Does that sound familiar to you? That's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's just like her well, from the picture that they uploaded. It's just like Hershey's bars laying on the ground. Um, and so I thought that was funny. They mentioned ET um, and Reese's Pieces in the 1980s. The CBC soap opera, I guess River, Riverdale. Is that a soap opera? Um, featured over 250 products in the stores. The producer used them to make his sets more realistic. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> what is Riverdale? Is it a British soap opera? I don't know. No, isn't Riverdale? It's CB- like a CBC. I, I'm, I don't Canadian. Know. Yeah. Okay. Company. It's a like a dramatic recreation of a comic strip. Well, yeah, you're thinking of isn't uh, it? You're thinking of yeah. Riverdale is that's not that's Archie, Archie comics. comics. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, that's okay. what it is. Okay. They, yeah, but they said, turned the Archie comic into like this emo. Well, that's drama. And this, it says the 1980s CBC soap opera that Riverdale came out like in 2017. So I wonder if it's the same thing that came Riverdale, out. On this, what year was that? Well, this is a Canadian soap opera. It yeah. portrays the daily conflicts and drama among the lives and relationships of members of the Toronto community of Riverdale. So it's a different. Okay, Riverdale. it's a different Riverdale. Uh, yeah, this okay. is from 1980, but Riverdale is a a um, teen drama based on Archie comics. It took Archie comics, which is, which is like the happiest comic which is out there, ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> and tried to make it a different a, genre. And tried to make it a completely different show. And I watched the first season, and like I, I guess I thought it was okay, uh, but I never got to the second season. That's just too much for me okay um but the big i guess now i can mention it uh jake mentioned it earlier with wayne's world i was looking for the exact like transcript if i could find it i should have transcript transcribed it myself but i thought i would be able to find it but i haven't been able to but in the in the episode or excuse me in the movie you know um it's about wayne campbell and his friend garth who have a show that they do on public access, which is, if you've ever heard of public access, it's kind of like YouTube back in the nineties, but you had to use, um, you had to have your own like satellite dish and a bunch of equipment to do it in order to be on public access. But you basically, um, I guess I'm, and I'm just guessing here, you somehow get the frequency or whatever to, to get on TV. And so you there was always hmm. like a public access channel where people could just kind of do their own thing. So they had a, a show in their basement called Wayne's World, and um, they a bunch of nonsense on the show, kind of like YouTube shows now, right? <laughs> um, but what happens is a an executive sees it and decides to make it a TV show, a real talk show, right? And so, um, and by real, I mean like funded with a set and you know all this other stuff. Um, and so in in one of the first episodes they did. Uh, they wanted him to to interview the sponsor, who which is called Noah's Arcades, and Noah's Arcade is like these arcades for all around where they live. I think it's Aurora, Aurora, Washington, I think, or or Colorado, one of those states. Um, so he's he's got these arcades all over the place. So he sponsors a show, and so they ha- he has a he's in being interviewed. Well, the whole time he's kind of making fun of him. Wayne is he's um on his cards with the questions on it. He's 
made like jokes and stuff. And so afterwards, um, Rob Lowe, who plays uh, the executive who kind of gets Wayne's rolled off the ground, goes to Wayne and is like, hey, uh, whenever you signed your contract, you you agreed to let your sponsor come on the show. <laughs> and, the, um, and the first thing he says is, he says, contract or not, I will not bow to any sponsor. And like he has a Pizza Hut box and he's opened it and he pulls out a piece of pizza and like holds it up and like looks at the camera straight at the camera and smiles. And then um, and he's like, you know what I mean, Garth? And then you see Garth and it like pans up from his feet to his head and he's completely decked out in Reebok like apparel. <laughs> so he's got like Reebok shoes, Reebok socks, Reebok like this was back in the Reebok. 90s. So um, there were wind windbreaker jackets and pants you remember those um he was wearing those with like a with like a reebok um headband and a hat and he goes he's like it's like people only do stuff because they get paid and so (laughs) yeah and then um and then i think and and on here it actually tells us what they're it says they are promoting products like pizza hut doritos and he actually says something to the camera and then eats a dorito and then um they do the the Reebok thing and then Nuprin, which was like, I guess a headache medicine back in the nineties. And there, I, I do vaguely remember their commercial. It was all black and white, except for the pill was yellow. And so he's like, Oh, we have to stop. It's giving me a headache. And then Garth comes in and he's like, here, take, take one of these. And then he dumps it into Wayne's hands. And he's like, Oh, Nuprin tiny yellow. And it's just really funny because everything's black and white, but then the pills. And then uh, the last thing they, they did, um, Rob Lowe had made something about, made a comment about choice or something and wayne goes yes and it's the choice of the next generation of a new generation and then he drinks some pepsi and then holds it up and smiles right at the camera and so like that was like when i saw that i thought that was the the like most like one of the funniest most blatant ways to use product placement in your movie because i mean embracing it yeah they're just like making fun of it because he's like essentially saying no i'm not gonna I'm not going to bow to sponsors and we're not going to have product placement in our show, but then it's like straight product placement the whole time. He's trying to like defend his case of no product placement, you know? Hmm. So that was one of the, that's actually one of the, the funniest. I actually used that. Um, we talked about product placement in, in my drama class. Did and, you? Yeah. And uh, we, and I showed that clip and they thought it was funny. Believe it or not. Hmm. Have you guys seen Fanboys, 2009's Fanboys, about the Star Wars fans taking that cross-country trip to go see a screening of Episode One before one of the friends dies? Have you seen that? No. No. That's a, I, it, I, I have seen clips, but it looks quite funny. Uh, but it's, no, it's I movie. haven't seen them. It's actually, yeah, obviously, it's a movie of product placement, but it's integrated in, into the, the story. Yeah, there's a difference between some things that are being integrated because the story once has use for them and then items that are integrated because the company pays for them. And there's not really a fine line between the two. The audience isn't ever ever really told whether something is paid for mm-hmm. or if it's actually in use to the service and the writers want it to be there because uh, i know like there are situations whereas we're in like deadpool like deadpool ryan reynolds wears uh, a shirt with like betty white's face on it mm-hmm. um that's because ryan reynolds loves betty white and deadpool the character loves betty white 
Um, and so they actually had to approach the Betty White estate and pay them $10,000 just so he could wear her likeness. That's crazy. And, and like, it was like a 12 second scene. Like, you know, like he's just wearing a shirt talking to someone else. And then in like hot fuzz, hot fuzz, uh, if you ever watch hot fuzz, they have a whole, uh, scene where the two are watching cop shows. They're watching, you know, like bad boys and this and that they reference those films all throughout hot fuzz because it actually it actually plays in like they watch these shows and it was really expensive for them to get those those other movies brought in and displayed on screen they had to get permission from the actors they had to get permission from uh from the staff they had to get permission from the 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 production companies also these two schlubs can sit on a couch and crack <laughs> jokes yeah watching you know bad boys but they use that the characters actually use that and they actually reference those films because it's a part of the character building and the you know mm. the world building whereas sonic yeah i think it's pretty clear to say that was a paid advertisement as opposed to the service of the story lame i always wonder that when companies are having these conversations with movie makers on how the product is portrayed whether they want to talk badly about it like in the film i mean i wonder how that that's works. a very good question i know for one um apple has rules when their products are displayed ryan johnson had an interview um and he let it slip at least for his production with knives out apple had very clear rules that no bad guys can use iPhones. So here's a tip for you. If you're ever watching a movie and it's like a whodunit and then everyone has iPhones and like one guy has an Android, <laughs> there's your bad guy. Because Interesting. IPhone has rules. If they, if they give the production Apple products to use, they have a stipulation where the bad guys cannot use Apple products because... So they don't want it to tarnish their image. So I would just give everybody Android products or a Google Pixel or something. Like screw That's Apple, what I man. would do. If I was producing it, I would be like, well, okay. All I, right. I guess everyone's going to get like a Google Plus. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to get that new flip phone. Remember the yeah. Matrix movies was all about the Nokia. <laughs> well, that's because Nokia was popular back then, man. <laughs> Nokia was like the first, uh, one of the first cell phones that came out. I remember my mom had one. It's like, you throw that thing and it will never break. The brick. I remember the, the brick. first one. I've never watched any of the sequels. I've only seen the first one. Yeah. I've seen. Which from what I hear is pretty much the right decision to have. To, yeah, to have made. they're pretty forgettable. Even even the first one, it was like okay. They're was, all pretty bloated too. Yeah. To be the, honest, the only thing that I know about the sequels, this is the only thing that I know about the sequels, is that in one of the sequels, some lady eats a piece of cake that makes her orgasm. <laughs> Wow. Ooh, I want to eat that cake. That's literally the only it was like cock. some guys are like at a table and he's like, watch this. And he like sends some cake over to another person and it like messes with her code, quote, code, huh. and causes her to like have an orgasm. That's literally the Jeez. only thing that I know about the sequels at all. <laughs> Christmas know, is around the corner, boys. Talk about Christmas movies and product placement. Um, oh, like uh, Home Alone. Story, a Christmas, Home Alone. Uh, a yeah, Christmas Home Alone. story. A Christmas story. We have the Red Rider BB uh, gun. BB yeah. gun. 
And then Home Alone which is which I didn't learn was real until sure. I looked it up. Home Alone has Coke, Coca Cola, because uh, one of Kevin's little brothers he's going to pee the bed if he drinks a Coke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think I think I don't want to say Pizza Hut is Pizza Hut in there. No, is that Little just... Nero's. Oh, little Nero's. you're right. Okay. You, you I don't know, know if that's a real local pizza place though. I, don't know. I think it's just Little Nero's Pizza. It's a fictional. Yeah, pizza joint. I would, I would think so. <laughs> Little Nero's Pizza. Here we go. It looked delicious. I was watching that show. Makes me want to eat pizza. Well, you know, you know, it looked delicious <laughs> to me, and I don't think it was really, really product placement because he didn't mention the brand. But the mac and cheese that Kevin makes in that movie, <gasps> I was like, dude, you can you make some good mac and cheese, man. I think it was just craft or something. Yeah, I think it was too because it looked like craft. But like you know, he he makes this big plate of it, and then blesses it i'm like god that mac and cheese but who uses a fork and knife for For mac and cheese mac and cheese and he doesn't even psychopath i was so mad (laughs) i was so mad when the clock hit whatever time it was and he didn't get to eat one he didn't get to eat any of it like dude you knew you knew when they were going to be there you could have made that mac and cheese a little earlier (laughs) (laughs) like come on but whatever anyway i didn't mean to get onto a thing but man that mac and cheese mac cheese looking but yeah i do remember coke being in that movie uh, that's really the only yeah, thing I could think Donald of. He was holding Tic Tacs. Well, product placement, all right. <laughs> that's Home Alone 2. Tic Tacs were in there a bunch. Oh, yes. Oh, from Santa, the fake Santa. Yeah. The dirty mouth Santa. Yeah. What about, like, uh, what about the gum that Kevin uses in Home Alone 2 to tip the, tip the, what do they call him? Um, the guy who brings up your luggage? Concierge? No, that's the person who helps you, like. Butler. With things around town, I guess it's like a. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I forget what they call it. Bellboy, bellboy. Thank you. It's a bellboy. Yeah, played by Rob Schneider. I don't know if y'all noticed that. Yeah. But that's Rob Schneider. It was, yeah, yeah. And he gives them gum. I don't know. I don't think they. I don't think they released like Wrigley's. The maybe I, I could have been like Big Red or something. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, oh, the Grinch, the Grinch. What about the Grinch? He's in Home Alone, the first Home Alone. Like in, you, Kevin's watching. Oh yeah, the Kennedy. movie The Grinch. Okay, the I Grinch. thought you meant like the movie. There's product placement in the movie The Grinch with. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought too. Jim Carrey, <laughs> but I don't think there's any product placement in that man. That's all Whoville stuff. They don't have they don't have Earth stuff there. <laughs> well, these days probably some company would include something that's real from our Earth. Our Earth. Who knows? What? But. Our Elf, Earth. I think Elf is Elf's gonna have something. The movie Elf. I'm trying to think. You know who? You know who makes a really funny? Uh, well, they do this all the time, but just off the top of my head, South Park does product placement a lot. Oh. But it's always like making fun of them. But there's an episode, and it's funny because y'all know I love this movie. It's called the Human Scent iPad. Oh my god! <laughs> and so basically, what it's about is Feces. is is Kyle, is at, well, Carmen wants an iPad, right? And and his mom says no. But then that's kind of what launches the iPad talk. But then Kyle like signs something, I think, without reading it. And he accidentally gets himself involved in a human centipede. But here's the <laughs> thing. Here's the thing. He's in the middle, I believe. And um, But the human centipede is an iPad. It's their new iPad. And like, so it's basically... Uh, three people but with an ipad on the front of it <laughs> it's so stupid and like there's a scene where um the person in front of kyle has got to take a crap <laughs> he's Jeez. like sorry kyle it's just gonna be a lot 
Uh, <laughs> it's, so, it's so disgusting it's stupid but just thinking about it um yeah i forgot because you mentioned apple so I, I was thinking about ipad and the human sent ipad watch that episode kids okay what gets me are commercials that use competitors products in like, their commercials like playstation the original playstation like, i know coke and pepsi do it a lot well yeah and the original coke pepsi um crash bandicoot comes goes to nintendo he goes, hey, plumber man. He starts to like, make fun of him, says, your worst <laughs> nightmare has arrived. And talking about PlayStation. And a quick backstory on PlayStation and Nintendo, which makes this, this commercial a little more significant, is originally Nintendo and PlayStation had a deal to make a console together. And it was going to be called, guess what? The Nintendo PlayStation. But oh. Nintendo ended up backing out. And that kind of pissed PlayStation off, so they made their own console. And now look at them. Hmm. So it kind of makes the it kind of makes the commercial a little more meaningful because of that whole deal that went bad with them. And so they just straight they just straight went to Nintendo and was like, "Hey, man, we're we're on the scene now. You're screwed." <laughs> yeah, I'm always fascinated by some commercials. How sometimes they'll just say the other guys without naming them specifically, but other times they'll be very direct straight up saying yeah. the the product. Yeah, yeah. do they? Have, I mean, they're giving a free advertisement in, in, in a way, right? I mean, they just sort of don't yeah. have to get any permission from the I, other company. It'd be kind of like maybe like a Weird Al thing where like he he can make a parody without their permission, but he he asks for permission anyway, and he follows it. And so it could be something like that where they like because I think you can I know you can you can say names of things in in whatever. Like if you and I made a film right now, I could say. I got to go get my Mac, but I can't show a Mac without having paid for it. You know, mm-hmm. um, if I, if I remember correctly, I took a, like a law, like a, a media law class in college. And I think that's it. Jake, correct me if I'm wrong. You and I went to school for the same thing. So yeah, I think you can say the name of things. You just can't, you can't have them on camera without like in the universe, like people have to act naturally. If someone is just doing something and they mention something like, well, it's kind of like on that a, that doesn't qualify. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And it's kind of like iCarly. I think iCarly, all their computers have a have some other fruit on them, and I believe it's, it's a, they have like a pear yeah. on oh, it or okay. something yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, it's clearly a Mac, you know, but they just covered up the Apple. Drake and with Josh. It. Yeah, okay. Then it's oh, the same. remember in Drake and Josh, one episode, the... Spherical! The junk, <laughs> junk food versus the video games, and the, the controller Spherical. looks like a Nintendo 64 controller, but it's for the... That's game crazy. Sphere. The game sphere. <laughs> Spherical. <laughs> That's funny because That's I one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. And then that point where he's looking like Willy Wonka and then in comes Drake. And that was a beautiful part of that. Episode. They say they're in South America. It's America. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the few like Nickelodeon. I think it was a Nickelodeon show that was like really, really funny. That was you know, kind of like for younger teens and kids, but like I, by the Wasn't time drinking, there a, a channel called Nick Teens or something. Nick Teen, Teen, Teen Nick, I think. Teen Nick, Nick or something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah, but these are for like, you know, eight, fourteen and under. And at the time, I was probably like seventeen or eighteen. I don't remember when Jake and Josh came out, but I remember thinking, man, this show is funny. Like I even feel for like me, that's the style of humor I, I adopted. Like just in my everyday life, in a way, like just spherical. Do you think there's a way to do it properly? Uh, in modern movies, mm. do you think there is 
too much of it? Is it too much in our faces too much? I just, I don't well, really pay attention. I'm not looking. It's not something I'm looking out for. Yeah, that's, uh, and it's kind of like you mentioned earlier, I think it's before we started recording, like Transformers is all like, it's a movie about product placement because, you know, Transformers were a toy before they were a cartoon and they created the cartoon to sell more toys. It's kind of like the same with, with G.I. Joe, except I think it's backward. No, it's not the backwards. G.I. Joe was a toy. They made the cartoon to sell more toys. And the same with Underdog. Underdog was a, um, what is it? Uh, post, post cartoon, post made cereal. Um, they created Underdog as like a, as a cartoon to help promote the cereal. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we have Star Wars, of course, a big example. Is it though? Is it though? Yeah, what do you mean? To make toys, to no, sell toys. I don't think the toys. I think and the toys Toy were Story. an were an afterthought. Okay, Toy Story. Yes, it's called Toy Story. Um, I think it's, wasn't Star Wars an afterthought? The Star Wars toys weren't weren't like something that George Lucas was like, oh, I can make this movie and create toys. You know, like that's where he mentioned at one point. No, and, he he knew. No, he knew going into it that it was going to sell a lot of toys. So he didn't make the movie to sell the toys, but, but once he, he realized, made, yeah, once he made the money, he, he realized like, oh. that they were going to sell a lot of toys. And so he specifically had it in his contract that he retained royalties from all the toys, yeah. Star Wars products in perpetuity. Yeah. I guess that means, um, I guess that, that makes sense. Like he didn't realize it at first because, you know, Star Wars, it took forever for him to finally find someone to, make help make that movie and once he did yeah. it was big so yeah i get that and the same with um i think teenage mutant ninja turtles actually was you know it started off as a comic book um and i only reason i, I know this is because they have the uh, the toys that made us i think is what it's called on netflix and then another toy another toy uh show on hulu but i think on the one on netflix they mentioned that they wanted to make toys but they didn't think people would buy them just based off the comics. So they created the cartoon so that they could have something that the children could watch and eventually buy the toys. And it worked like that was a good plan. Like, okay, well we can't make these toys because you know, the comics, I don't know if y'all have read any of the comics, the original comics, they're, they're very dark. I hear. Yeah. They're pretty dark. Uh, the first one is definitely in black and white. And then, Originally, all the turtles wore red bandanas. They were, they didn't have multicolored turtles. The, that came for the show because the show was made for kids, and they needed to be able to differentiate between each turtle. Not only did they do that, they put their f and the first letter of their names on their belts, um, and so they and they gave them all different personalities and stuff. So they had to um, they they didn't think they were going to sell just based off the comics. So they're like, well, let's make a cartoon. And then make the toys. Reel in the kids. And also the turtles and the turtles. This is just a, a side note. All the Foot Clan soldiers, I don't know if you ever know this is are robots, but not in the comics, because in the since the the show is made for kids, they made robots mm. so they would didn't kill them. Yeah, they had it didn't kill a bunch of humans and they don't use their weapons. I know too much about this show. Now, why does Leo have his swords anyways? Come on. I mean he uses them in the movies and in and uh, the newer the newer cartoons, 
It, well, in the in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three, the movie, he uses it to like you know they go back in time to to feudal Japan. <laughs> he uses them as scissors to cut off a guy's ponytail. I was like, that is so freaking funny. And when I was a kid, of course, I thought it was hilarious. He just went snip, and it just worked. His last thoughts about product placement. I mean, I think it's a fine thing. Seriously, like, except for like when they do it stupidly, like in Sonic the Hedgehog, it's like, let's keep promoting Olive Garden and Zillow. Even though you think it fit with the tone, yeah, or you you don't think it no. fit with the tone and that it no, no. it didn't. I mean, I didn't. I did think it was kind of funny when when they um when they thought they were getting money from the government and they gave them a Olive Garden gift card, you know. But I was like, okay. All right, enough of the Olive Garden old. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> like, all right, all right. You've you beat was this. it. Remember, Olive Garden used to be called the Olive Garden. Well, just Olive when, Garden. I, when I started working work there, there, yeah, when I worked there, I would call it the Olive Garden. Like, yeah, I got to go up to the Olive Garden real quick or Olive Garden, like mm-hmm. a lot of times. But then, and it also used to be um, when you're here, your family, but then the CEO of Olive Garden saw, signed it over to Jimmy Fallon, which for some reason, and they changed the slogan. <laughs> they changed the slogan to we are all fam- we're all family here. I was like, oh my God. Jim, Jimmy Fallon body the Olive Garden slogan. Slogan, yeah. When you're here, your family. He came on Jimmy Fallon, and and they did a whole like deal on air. It was stupid. What? Yeah, it was silly. Talk about product placement, am I right? You <laughs> fake laughter. Yeah, exactly. Product placement at its best. Wow. How about you, Jake? Any last thoughts about product placement? It's placing film these days or TV shows. Man, I'm fine with it. I think so long as it makes sense, then I think it's a good way for companies and producers to work in partnership and make stuff. You know, if if I'm able to get $30,000 from a, a company and I have to throw a Dr. Pepper can in there for my hero to drink, I'm cool with it. Yeah, you know, I'm People totally have to cool drink, people have to use computers, people have to drive cars. That makes sense. It's when they start to really put it on the nose and really shove it in your face in situations that it would not belong. Unless it's a sort of show that is satirical, you know, and they're able to directly call out the fact that they are using product placement placement because that fits the tonality of the movie or the show. So, but I think it's a good way for people to get what they want. And I think it makes sense for the audience to see actual products that they would use in their daily lives, as opposed to, you know, a weird banana computer or a strange, you know, fourth party cell phone, banana computer. Yeah, I, mean, I I was inspired to buy or look into the the Ray Ban sunglasses that were worn by the young Cyclops actor in one of the X-Men oh yeah films. Um, that's I mean, the same guy from the Sonic Hedgehog they have yeah but they have they have like the in the movie they're different like they cover like the sides so you can't see the eyes and everything but I looked them up and Ray Ban has like inspired by the movie and the red tinted mm-hmm. mirrored That's lenses cool. so i, I bought you, them because of that uh, movie oh, are you talking about the are you talking I about the, man. the prequel x-men from the 80s? yeah oh okay i was young. thinking yeah i was thinking of uh the hugh jackman x-men well he's in the, uh, the hugh and, jackman the x-men i think he at one point they 
were using Oakley's Oakley sunglasses. Well, I thought he was using. So, he had his switch. little. I thought he had his little because in the cartoon he has. Like, I thought he had a visor. Yeah, it's like a. Well, it like, was a visor, but um, there. Kind of, I was looking up specifically those sunglasses, and they said, "Oh, they were inspired by a Ray Ban, but they just have the." Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Like when he's just like a normal person. Oh, gotcha. Oh, okay. When he's not using his powers to their, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Cool. And Daredevil, um, Matt Burdock's glasses. Which Daredevil? Both of them? Uh, the Ben Affleck one? MCU one. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> he yeah. wears sunglasses in the in the Ben Affleck one too, but I don't know what kind they are. They're not as cool. They're not circular, I don't think. Oh yeah, that's true. He does have. I like his glasses in the. The thing is, glasses. Matt Burdock doesn't even need to wear sunglasses. It's just all an act because he could see in his other his different ways, and he doesn't need a cane either. Well, like in the Ben Affleck one, you know, it starts raining and it outlines Jennifer Gardner's body because he can feel the vibrations. <laughs> I'm like, all right, uh, I, I liked that one as a kid, but I don't know if I could. Watch How horny it. when he wrote this? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I've already yes. directed that movie. I think he, I don't think he directed it, but I think he was the one of the, he was instrumental in getting it, uh, the movie made because he liked Daredevil. He was instrumental in getting that rain scene put in. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> we got to have it. We can't have, we can't do this movie without that scene. All right. We want to wrap this one up, Justin. Oh, I guess. Since I'm the only one that can do this, apparently. All right. Well, thanks. <laughs> I don't remember all the social media. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So thanks for listening to us. If you have any ideas for future episodes or any movies you want us to talk about, please hit us up on, or if you just want to tell us what you think, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, um, and check us out on Spotify, Amazon, and Google Podcasts. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, oh, and YouTube, and that's where you'll hear our actual podcast. Uh, so thanks for hanging out with us this week, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.